Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Cellar Dwellers podcast, a podcast that's dedicated to the best of the worst of an extremely drunk and overexcited Australian Football League. My name's Sam. I'm up in Canberra still. I'm joined, though, as always, by my brother Chris. Chris, say hi. Hello. Hello. Yes, still down here in uh, sunny Melbourne, lapping up uh, the last of my favourite rounds of the year, the bye round. Uh, the, the quality football on display from our bottom four cadre and uh, uh, another another terrific week in the bottom four. Mm, that's true. Mm. Um, uh, let's jump straight into it, um, Chris. Yeah. As always, we put about three minutes of planning to this, and I'm going to immediately ditch our first item because I want to talk to you about Geelong losing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it uh, feels it it being you know five days ago now. It feels mm, like a long mm, time ago, but mm. Geelong went out west and. I didn't think that Tom Hawkins had any value as a player, but it turns out maybe I'm wrong because maybe boy or boy, you looked bad. Yeah, looked real bad, um, and looked uh, look the scoreline of a 13 point defeat um, to West Coast quite flattering, one would say. Um, absolutely pasted in the opening half. Oh. They were were Geelong. Um, they're they're lucky. They're still in third position um, on the ladder, but oh yeah, uh, there's that that tortured phrase echoing something along the lines of well they they really didn't show up to play and you'd have to say that for the first half no <laughs> they they were still they, on the buy uh, they they were stuck in margaret river drinking wine and cheese and i yeah. don't blame them I, I no one can blame them really um cuz certainly uh the place to be was not at subiaco uh, i mean yeah, if you I, were if you were um in probably the most egregious display uh, <laughs> of the round um young nakaya cockatoo Lining up for goal in the opening two minutes and and getting booed from the West Coast crowd. Not a good, not a good performance from the West Coast crowd. They've never, mm. they haven't put in a good performance for several years though. Now, um, mm. West Coast mm. though, I think the the concern if you're a Geelong fan is the fact that I mean it's low scoring game and as we just predicted last week, listeners, with our overly informative podcast for which we mm. apologise and hope not to repeat, but scores do decline in games across over mm. the course of the season. This round mm. was another reflection of that. This game was another reflection of that because West Coast putting 83 on the board was plenty. Like they, mm. uh, they did not look like they would be headed and the two late goals to Geelong really did flatter this margin. The concern for me is that the way that someone like uh, Lewis Jetta was able to just scorch Geelong and yep. uh, it still looks like a problem for them when, it, when the other team is able to establish a switch to an open wing the time that it takes Geelong to close that half of the ground off. Um, well, West Coast continually got open space over the back because of Geelong's high forward press, which uh, they exploited quite well um, for half. And Geelong, look, they did perform a lot better in the second. Um, it was competitive in the third, and then they, they ran over the top of the West Coast Eagles in the last, but not, not by enough. No, not by um, even. Well, they, I mean, they, they were out by 24 with about five to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the the thing that struck me is Geelong back down to 74 tackles. It's not quite the contact free footy that saw them uh, get smashed against whoever it was a few weeks ago. But bad signs, bad bad yeah, bad not, not bad signs, signs from the Cats. Really could have mm-hmm. been a, a big a good week for them to um. Well, they've gone above. above the Giants. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, which does mean that their end of the year clash down at Simmons starts to take on some new down uh, at dimensions. The C- there, um, it might down might at the shape old cigar the shape between. Um, Geelong getting a home final and GWS getting a home final. So yeah, it could really be playing for two versus three there, um, depending on how Port Adelaide shape up. But well, and also um, with the injuries that GWS have sustained this week, uh, Josh Kelly, uh, for instance, 
Mm. Uh, <laughs> they cannot get healthy. Do wonder, as you mentioned last week, whether anybody's actually going to play GWS until the first week of September. Yeah, I mean, we'll just have to see who they are once they what their team because they they're now so vulnerable to injuries that um, each time they lose a player, it just gets a little bit worse. Um, yeah, it just oh, sorry, that, it sorry to reach the, critical actually, mass. Doesn't it starts to reach a real critical mass because they mm. they had such a deep list. Like what the mm. the spate of injuries they've had shows just how the depth of quality that they had in the list, but they have somehow managed to reach just about the end of it. Um, <laughs> and the mature age recruits are starting to get into the the, re- the genuine, what is uh, the replacement level player, the average mm-hmm. AFL player, is starting to make their way uh, into several key areas of the ground for them. But that's enough about GWS. Other, You can go to more quality podcasts to, to cover that. Let's <laughs> head down into the dark. And Chris, let's talk about who had a bad week this week in the AFL. And... We want to start with the North Melbourne Kangaroos. Oh, who... woeful week for North Melbourne. Yeah, lost a critical game against St Kilda. Coming um, off the bye and just mm, looked... Um, I mean, St Kilda looked bad also. Um, yeah, but I mean, again, we're talking about matches where the, the scoreline ends up favouring the result. Mm, uh, Saints mm. were up by over 40 in the last term, yeah, I think. 42, um, yeah. It seems like it was very unfair of Seb Ross to wear a cloak of invisibility, though. <laughs> like he had, he had. <laughs> it was delivered to him in a trunk at the end of his at the end of his base uh, at the mm. end of his bed, um, mm. uh, yeah, in the training room, and he. Uh, mm. It was very unfair for him to put that on. I mean, thirty-two touches and just all over the ground. Just... But look, can you can you trust somebody from Ballarat? Can you trust someone from Mogs Creek? No, you can. You can. Well, I think the answer is I feel like you can because I really want to go there. The road, the road trip down to Mogs Creek. But so North, just a very wet, like sorry, and by wet I mean like limp performance from their yeah. from yeah, their yeah, midfield. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like broccolini left in the pot for far too long. Yeah, um, you had Ben, you had Ben Cunnington once again just going in, getting mm-hmm. clearances, and just never kicking it. Like yeah. I can be like as much as I like him as a player, he will never make it at Carlton because he hand passes too much. 32 touches, 26 handballs. But the and- midfield basically didn't fire a shot. I mean, um, Jack Zebel, normally, a, normally a, a great barometer for the side, 24 disposals and a goal, um, yeah. probably the best representative uh, for his team oh, there. And, it was the um, return of the St Kilda grunt as well. The, you mm-hmm. know, the team that had lost three in a row previously and deservedly lost three in a row. And we talked about how this very, very hard-working, pressure-based team where they don't have a ton of skilled ball movers, but they just managed to absolutely put North. Well, Sam, um, you know who was out there? Nick Rewalt. <laughs> Causing trouble. <laughs> Nick, well, Nick is very lucky to be playing next week. Yeah. Uh, uh, the a few people report. are pretty lucky to be playing, yeah, you've got to suggest. <laughs> The NRP um, suggest that um, if certain teams. people were lucky to be playing uh, next week, that um, maybe Tom Hawkins is unlucky not to have played. But um, no, Tom Hawkins punched someone NRP. in the jaw, Chris. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that maybe if you were a, for instance, a Brownlow Medal contender, and you happen to <laughs> accidentally fall into the back of your opponent and elbow them in the head, Joel Selwood, maybe uh, you shouldn't be um, playing the, this week. The- Protected the protected species, Joel. So I would tell you what mm. that one is. That one is a shocker, and those those are the kinds of decisions. It's when the rules aren't applied that make me more frustrated than when the rules are fully applied by the MRP. Um, yeah. Uh, so interesting point here for North now though. Now though, firmly uh, ensconced in the bottom four. Mm. You know, all teams have played 
the 12 matches now. They're in the they're in the they're in the uh, pilot seat for this one. They've got um, a decent percentage for one of the lower ranked teams yeah. at 92%, uh, but only the four wins from 12 matches and because of you know, their those- positioning in the ladder last year, not the easiest draw coming in. Yeah, no, I mean I think I, the, the, there's and a good also- chance that they lose that, that they lose something like and they're they're on the road they're they're playing away games, not on the yeah. road, but mm-hmm. they're Three of the next five are out. Uh, sorry, two of the next five are out of Melbourne. But that doesn't really the- matter for them because basically they play on Friday night without a home crowd there anyway. So it's true. Uh, pin drop, <laughs> pin drop audience. Yeah, um, why, do, why don't they just clubs. move to Hobart and be done with it? Well, I'm not sure that that would fix the problem. To be honest, mm. wherever they go, no one seems to want to turn up and watch them play. It's because they're always the on the bounce. Because they're kangaroos. Yeah, you can pick that one up. No, that's yeah. I'm staying. <laughs> and kangaroos uh, hop, which is yeah. also that's yeah, yeah. I just wanted you to check that you knew. Also, the so, bounce yeah. is a football term. Yeah, yeah. So you knew everything about the structure. I of got that. The, yep, I yep. saw the structure of it. Yeah, I'm yep. I'm I'm not entering that environment with you. Okay. What do you What do you do if you're not if you're which Scott's in charge of them again? The br- one with the bigger the head. Bri- the sad. The sad one. Yeah, the sad. So if you're sad, Scott, mm. what do you do? Is it kids? Are you shutting uh, everyone he down? Of, he kind of already is playing the kids, isn't he? Um, Jared Waite's still out there. That's true. Well, you want to get value for Waite. Um, I think, yeah, you've got to... Talk, um, like, talk, like the full, the this full season's squad done. played this week. This season's done, right? So you've got to play the kids to a degree, but they've also got to find with a lot of their older players, for instance, um, Gibson, potentially Sean Higgins, um, some of these other older players. Uh, Wait, I don't think so, but they, they do need to put some currency in them in order to try and trade them at the end of the year and bring in some, some fresher. I think um, Wait's out of contract. He is, yeah, uh, but like, yeah. you would, I would not, I don't know if he should go on, but. Uh, I mean, like, that's the thing. Yeah, I guess, now. It's, it's, cra- it's crazy how old Jared Wait is. He's still quite mm-hmm. athletic. Like his mm. body has held up better than you thought it would. Yeah, you thought it would have given the number of injuries that he's had. But he's but, just unreliable. Um, like he can turn it on for a game or two, but um, yeah, he's he's you know I wouldn't put him near a, a Jacob Weedering, for instance. You know, like. I wouldn't go near Jacob Weedering. He would steal my soul. Mm. <laughs> it's yeah. just you stand around, just thinking suck the things life are very out of normal, you. and then suddenly, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, you um, can no longer remember any happiness as as light is blanketed <laughs> from your world. Sam, you know who else had a bad week? Yeah, Richmond. Oh God, that game was just that was that was in 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 a in a season which is completely and utterly boozed, where mm. there is just nonsense, just insane things happening every week. That yeah. game, you that just game. that game was the one guy at the bar who, even though you don't know them, you walk up to them and you just tell them that it's time to go home. Just you say, what are they doing? Have you got your keys? Are any of your mates here? And he says, yeah. no, it's, it's all mm. fine. I've got this. I've got this. And then it turns out, no, he doesn't got this. He doesn't, he doesn't got this to the tune of uh, nine so, points. Sydney, Sydney only played for three terms. Yeah. They scored, they scored a, what was it, a point, two points in the first term? Yeah, two points. Um, and, and it, they looked for, it looked for all money, like they were, they were gone there. Gone. We we may have made some halfway, facetious halfway. online jokes about about 
how Sydney were performing. Um, and then the second yeah. half rolls around, and mm. suddenly, the like Richmond's defensive press was excellent. Um, uh, they the way that they're employing Alex Rance as 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 basically someone who when if Buddy Franklin left the forward fifty, Rance would go with him. If he was playing deeper inside fifty, um, Rance uh, would run around the forty-five well, mark. Yeah. Well, Rance Rant, Rant would float, and um, David Asprey, who's having a great season, who's been who's a guy who's been plagued by injury in his career, but um, uh, Asprey was just was playing on Franklin and just wait, like basically holding him up and infringing him to allow Rance to come over and spoil and take possession. That was just working beautifully. When did it all go wrong? For Richmond, other than you know deciding to found their club in Melbourne's worst suburb, that's not a take that's supported by me, listeners. I think it went wrong when um, uh, they're just their midfielders weren't getting first hands on it anymore, mm. and they couldn't work into space. Like the the cheap possession dried up, and the things that they sometimes do to to fix that when Dustin Martin's not going, sending him down to full forward and the like, that all makes sense. But you've got to have someone to kick it to him and. Sean Grigg had a shocker, uh, just t- just constant, like just they're they they they're non-prime movers. Uh, so Josh Caddy, mm. Sean Grigg, mm. uh, Camden McIntosh, Sam Lloyd, who was weirdly wandering up, like from just several times, just looked completely out of position. Um, yeah. He was a forward pocket wandering up the wing, just butchering it, just just yeah. turning it over. I mean, they they comfortably won the con- uh, the they were almost they were tied in contested possessions, twenty ahead in. Um, uncontested possessions they had mm. i think it was five tackles inside 50 in the first quarter yep um they had seven for the rest of the match not great um, not great um and they i mean they held buddy pretty well but that was what was encouraging i think if you were a swans fan um that they um found a way to win without franklin having a huge impact um, well that's cuz that's cuz their best player is actually Josh Kennedy, and he was a monster in the last yeah. term. Yeah. Had a very quiet game, does not produce mm-hmm. for full games anymore because mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. getting a bit old, um, even though he's only, what is he, is he even 30 yet? Feels like he's been around for ages. He's been no, he's, yeah. He's 28, yeah. uh, but it feels like he's been around for ages. Um, but just that, mon- like that goal in the last term where he just took two steps from 55 out and just bombed it um, straight down the middle. Uh, yeah, very pleasing for Sydney in their extremely up-and-down season. That yeah. loss to Hawthorne will haunt them probably for the rest because I just think, even though it's only like they're basically only a game out of the the eight, they are yeah. in fact. If they if they had won that game, they would be in the eight. But uh, that's still something. That's still an extra win that they have to pick up. Um, yeah. Uh, over the top of the clubs that are ahead of them. I mean, mm-hmm. this week against Essendon shapes up as a massive game for Sydney. Lose this and it's. Um, the, the back other down, thing, back down to featuring on this podcast a bit more, but yeah, the other thing for <sighs> Richmond though Richmond. was the just the lack of composure in front of goal. You've got to say, like, um, as much as you can harp on it in terms of points being a, a missed opportunity, yeah, um, to score, they did kick two posters and, and six behinds. Um, uh, so. And and all and you know a majority of those from gettable position. So again, just in the last quarter, let down by um, uh, composure. Sean Griggs, Sean Griggs, snap wrong necessarily. Um, um, uh, just like there's unable. two snaps, snaps from Edwards and Grigg that didn't go through. And I mean the the goal from shot from outside fifty um, by Rewalt that got punched through 
mm-hmm. but they just like the thing was that those opportunities there's there's that's about in terms of I'm trying to think of consistent opportunities generated inside 50 there's the two rewalt marks on the half forward flank yeah. um uh, that's it they just <laughs> whatever was going like in the first term when they were just slicing sydney apart sydney's defensive structure just tightened up massively and suddenly it was a red and white wall that they could not get their way through and you could just that you could like you just felt it coming as yeah, it got down, feel, like, and, and surely, like if you're out on the field as as one of the the yellow and black, um, you would have felt it coming. Also, it was. Um, yeah, you think so? But geez, that's just a terrible week for Richmond fans. I'm so sorry for you guys. Like people, I'm not. basically, why would you? People, why would you be sorry for them? Uh, because you don't choose your footy team, really. Like uh, footy teams are you. You never. Yeah. You very rarely do you form a, a footy allegiance. At a time when you're consciously able to think everything through, and if you could go back in time now, uh, I would understand Richmond fans just reaching back into the past and saying, "No, no, <laughs> no. no. pick pick one of these other, um, uh, you know, yellowish teams." Yeah, just just mm. go just go for Collingwood. Like I bet that there would be people who would go back and change their changing to go for Collingwood because at least yeah. then they'd have a, a tribe to belong to. Uh, where the entire identity isn't just we're going to end up losing, aren't we? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I think they're the Richmond Eeyores at this point. They are just waiting they for are, the worst to yeah. happen. They are. I mean, they've been conditioned to for many, it's many just, years. It's Pavlov's Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you've got to wonder, um, so uh, interspecies rival, the Brisbane Lions. Um, yeah. Uh, Did not have a bad week. Not a bad week. No, actually, a perfectly okay week, even though they lost by 40 points. Um, they did lose by 40 points, uh, 121 to 81 at um, Adelaide Oval to Port Adelaide. But we're mostly in it, you'd have to suggest. And at certain periods, particularly in the first quarter, looked drastically better than, um, than their southern opponent. Whatever uh, belief... If you believe in such a thing, the um, the Lions squad can take out of it. Um, they were at least competitive. For uh, some yeah, and well, and well for for the first half, mm. um, and some of the players that you want to be showing things for them were showing things. Uh, Eric Hipwood uh, looked in a way that sort of he still looks like a colt, like just mm. a young horse that's sort of charging around. That's a bit skinny and a bit um, not quite right, but he showed. Uh, the ability to gain some separation inside the fifty from time yep. to time, not a lot. Yeah. Um, Jared Jared Berry, uh, yep, played, Berry had a good, pretty well. um, uh, quiet game for McLuggage, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Tom Rockliffe and um, tell you what, it is time to just return to Zork, um, <laughs> the Grand uh, Inquisitor, Dane Zorko, uh, just getting breaking out again and again. Mm-hmm. He should make the All Australian team and won't. Uh, just a casual 30 touches, um, five tackles, six marks, two goals, one. Um, uh, I've got him as 12 tackles, actually. Oh, yeah. you're looking at a... I'm looking at the wrong game. I'm looking at the game that they won against Frio. Mm, uh, no. I've gone back around to... I've got him sorry. as 32 possessions, yep. two goals, 11 score involvements, 12 tackles. Uh, three um, of those came inside 50. And three rebound 50s also. So... Yeah, just an average day at the office. Dane Zorko, with his mm. horrendously inept forward line, um, where Josh Shackey is regarded as a promising player, mm. um, uh, is ranked sixth in the AFL for score involvements, mm. um, averaging 7.9 score involvements per game. 
Uh, there's only one midfielder ahead of him. That's Scott Pendlebury. The rest are forwards who generate score involvements by scoring. Um, <laughs> um, uh, so he's averaging 7.9 a game. Second on his team is Stefan Martin at 5.8. He is number one in the league in meters gained. Uh, <laughs> there is... Uh, he is fifth in the league in tackles and is averaging one and a half tackles inside 50 per game. Uh, and he's, he is actually scoring more this year as well. So yeah, he played 20 games last year for 23 goals. Uh, this year, 12, 12 games and eight, up to 18 already. So he's going well, he's, better than a goal a game. You know, he's putting on an impressive season, you'd have yeah. to say, to, to not much recognition. What hasn't improved over his entire career. Yeah. Is average hitouts just he's not just not send him into the ruck <laughs> just, if he could, if, if he's he, got a if there's floor, one stat line yeah. I would love to see improve uh, it's that one I mean how tall is he again he's not um, a big bloke he's not a big man no 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 let me let me pull him up here um, yeah he's 175 centimeters that's yeah. that's five foot nine in the imperial um, measurement <laughs> no um, so but send him into the ruck anyway. Um, the one, the one downfall that he does have. So he's second in the league in clangers. I wish the AFL would make turnover statistics properly trackable rather than just through champion data only. But anyway, that's a separate complaint. Um, Can which, we also uh, not call them clangers? I know because it's not just the thing. Is it but that? Can we clangers, call them like whoopsies? Yeah. So he's second in whoopsies, which yeah. is freeze freeze against turnovers, um, yeah. and I think it also includes uh, infringements. In the from from kickouts, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, but sort of it's a top ten of uh, players who are basically high possession winners, um, yeah. and so it's certainly like uh, whoopsies are a uh, correlate to usage. So yeah. Nat Five, yeah. Tom Mitchell, Dustin Martin, and Pat Pat Dangerfield are the, yeah. his sort of buddies in the top five. But yeah. um, so you you know ideally he wouldn't turn the ball over as much, but mm. given that he's averaging just a just he's just doing he's just advancing the ball single-handedly <laughs> for, for Brisbane. Um, I think that might be as well that though that teams have just decided that as long as they just don't let anyone else get going, they just like just play your structures. Don't need to do anything quite so like he isn't receiving the Gary Ablett tag yet. No. He like and teams probably could and he his performance would suffer. Maybe the fear is that um, you then leave Tom Rockliffe and and. Dane Beams to expand their roles a bit more, both of whom are having quite good seasons. But it's one of those times for Brisbane, isn't it, where you've lost five by 40 points, but, you know, a third of the way through the last quarter, it was 21 points, the margin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it got away from them late. Um, uh, Port looked good, though. Like, it, you just Port looked oh, like they... Port looked, yeah, they looked reasonable. I think. Yeah. They, but that's yeah. the kind of, but you they they won by over 40 points and that was probably par. Like yeah, you've got to be was, pretty satisfied. Oh, that, yeah, I think yeah. I I would have felt that 10 goals would not have been beyond them but 40, 40 is fine. Yeah. Um and I think it just speaks to uh, Brisbane's effort that they put up in the first half and they were probably a bit tuckered out after that and needed a little bit of a lie down. <laughs> they are very young. <laughs> <laughs> they just got a bit of the cranky toddler going on. <laughs> just it's tackling tackling AFL sized football players is very tiring. Yeah. I have a lot of sympathy for them. I would not want to be <laughs> like. How long do you think you could last running mm. around on an AFL field? Well, I I've, I've, I physically cannot run, so yeah. um, about five seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's like like how long until you just like 
you just send out there, no game plan or anything like that, and you just have to be on the field. Mm. For, um, can I just stand around? Until, until, until Is it you fine just, yeah, to just stand, can yeah, I just stand yeah. there? You could, but other players I don't will run to, into you. I don't necessarily want that to happen to me. Yeah, so they um, can run into you, and your teammates will try and kick it to you if you're open. Mm. How long until you ask to be taken off the field? I'd probably just be dragged screaming. That's basically <laughs> like furrows in the dirt. Just you just get run over. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that would be a, a real nightmare. Is you just wake up and suddenly you're at the centre bounce in on the grand final. Yeah, and you're in the ruck. Yeah, and some enormous person is just about to run over you. Yeah, and you're like, wait, they weigh well over a hundred kilos. <laughs> ah! I didn't. I didn't want this. To happen. Yeah. This is, I specifically requested not this. Um, <laughs> this is a direct contrast to our dreams uh, last week, Sam. Um, you know those those visions that we had of uh, succeeding as AFL footballers. And, and yeah, yeah. Now we're now realizing true that now tr- now worse. true nature is revealed. Yeah. Now that we've got now that we've ticked over thirty each. Um, mm. Uh, mm. Let's talk about one other team that's had a bad week. Um, the Western Bulldogs. They've probably they have been torched this week. Um, is the yeah. Melbourne press is the Melbourne because again I I see very little of the Melbourne media now that I'm not mm. not down in Melbourne. Mm. Um, is uh, Melbourne uh, media to say that blood? the Melbourne press the the Eastern elite you would say? Um, uh, uh, they've basically set fire to Footscray. That's essentially what's happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the um, the Western Bank of the Maribyrnong is burning tonight. Um, with the <laughs> the the heat of the takes coming out of the various Scorching. football writing departments. Is, has anyone suggested that it's the crackdown on illegal hand passes? Oh, if only I I did see it suggested on Twitter, which means that you know some idiot um probably thinks so. Yeah, Chris Judd has teed off on them. Oh, good job, Juddy. What's Juddy got to say for himself? Um, Juddy, Juddy has to say, um, he had the pleasure of sitting in a commentary box next to Luke Hodge. Well, straight out of the box with just lies from Judd. So, <laughs> reckon, uh, <laughs> Hodge would throw an elbow in the commentary box, wouldn't he? Like he'd just, acci- he'd I mean, just be accidentally s- bumping you constantly as he was, as he was excited about the game. Yeah. Yeah. He'd just be like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just real fired up. Got a bit of the white line fever. Yeah. Um, unsociable. Unsocial, unsocial, did, what's unsociable commentary look like other than a lot like the things that we say about Tyrone Vickery? Probably things like, oh, that ball's as shiny as Rocket's head. Things like that, you know. If only we got that kind of insight from Luke Hodge and Chris Judd. Um, <sighs> Can you imagine? So, but the, do- so <laughs> the dogs looked extremely flat. Yeah, they were playing the team that Melbourne hinted that they might be when they beat Adelaide at mm, Adelaide Oval. Like, um, yeah. Dr. Jekyll yeah. and Mr. Watts. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, you've got to say, though, that like, they looked um, tired. The, the number of rundown tackles that uh, Melbourne were able to execute was substantial. And uh, I think picking alone got done three times in the time I was paying attention to a game I otherwise didn't particularly care about. Yeah, the dogs um, really just uh, didn't, didn't show up until they didn't kick a goal. Um, until halfway through. three quarters of the way through the second, the, uh, the second turn. Yeah. And, you know, it was only Melbourne's kind of inability to get their forward line rolling that kept them 
well in it for as long as they were in it. Statistically huge game for Jeff Garlett with two goals four off off ten yeah. kicks. He was just yeah, he <laughs> loved that. He loved the post. Just, he thought, you know what, you know what's more difficult than getting it uh, through the middle. Well, it's the just old, smacking a post. Yeah, just the old. I reckon you should be able to nominate that you're going to try and hit the post. Yeah, if you, yeah, yeah. I reckon if you. That's you should do it like a home run, yeah. right? Like if you point if you, to the left hand goalpost, you call and your say, shot that one, yeah. And How you, much you get yeah. it? Seven points. You think just you seven think just points. seven? Well, you get one for both. You've split the diff. Uh, yeah, I reckon you might need more than that for it to actually occur. But that would be that would be very <laughs> exciting if you're down by seven points. All right, what if it was worth three goals? Yeah, I think it's three goals. I want players taking shots at the post all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like I just want, I want, I want it to be the three point shot. So it should be the three point shot. It should be worth fifty percent more. It should be that's what the nine pointer should be, and shots yeah, outside yeah, fifty, exactly. and yeah. shots from beyond, yeah. shots from inside the center work circle should be worth twelve, inside the center square. 12. Right, but not this super goal business. No, no super goal business. No, no, because if you're playing in Sydney, it's just every goal is a super goal. That's true. Anyway, yeah, but Sam, I did have the um, the displeasure. It must be said um, of sitting opposite uh, a Melbourne fan and his, um, uh, I assume, father because he w- was significantly older and also looked similar. Um, no, let's uh, let's, ass- let's that's not a safe assumption, Chris. He was a stranger. He was a stranger. <laughs> yeah, and the stranger, a Melbourne fan, and a stranger um, kept- on the tram. Yeah, also a Melbourne okay. fan. Um, and uh, the um, the young fan read an entire match report to the older um, stranger for the match that they had just been at. I mean, read it out loud. This is this is some very sour grapes. I think that's one of the things that makes footy great. Uh, the best thing about it is that the stranger was clearly not impressed by it <laughs> because they weren't heaping enough praise on Melbourne. Yeah, it wasn't positive yeah. enough. It wasn't like Melbourne can win the flag from here. Uh, so it's impossible to predict anything with um, the Western Bulldogs, really, mm. after last year. And but this is sort of this is what it looks like when. Well, they're out of the eight now. They're um, only a, they're only a game out. They're 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 percentage out of the eight. Yeah, but, but they're the and their their percentage is bad. Uh, and when you've got teams, when you've got Sydney sitting a game behind you, and almost ten points of percentage in front, that's a worrying situation. And even being six mm-hmm. percentage points behind Essendon uh, and and six behind West Coast as well, um, yeah. it doesn't. I mean, the the advantage the dogs have is that their their run in is relatively easy. Um, they've got a couple of games against um, fellow top eight aspirants, but for the most part, it's bottom eight teams. Um, it's really only the last couple of rounds that it gets a bit. A bit tricky. Um, so they could, if they can, if they can get a roll on against some of these. Yeah, I mean, lower ranked that, sides, that game in, yeah. in so round twenty, heading up to the Gabba, Brisbane's definitely going to be down there still. But that's not. Uh, it's not the 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 easy beat that you thought it would be. The unstoppable force that is the Carlton Blues in a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> the only one game behind them sure. on the ladder, Carlton Blues. Um, yeah. yeah, one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is you know that's that's no that's no certainty. Um, with no. with the performance that they put in, you, you, we're going to need to see a lot more from them. Speaking of the Carlton Blues, Chris, it is it is time now to talk in detail about the match of the round, <sighs> the Saturday night <laughs> clash. Went up to Gold Coast and had a great time. Pinched some points. Just had a just, just had, had a, a smashing yeah. time. Carlton looked 
comfortably in charge of that game until for a very long time until it started mm. to get a bit nervous look you would suggest that um levi casbolt <laughs> did not have the best post game review today no the Carlton forward line inaccuracy in the first term, uh, you would have to suggest, allowed the Gold Coast Suns back into it. Oh, and also I'm seeing here, sorry, the second term. Yeah. And, yep, that would also be the third term. And the, yes, and the fourth term. A, a fairly singular achievement for Levi this week too, where not only did he miss the goals completely, but he also missed the graphic of the goals on the scoreboard. <laughs> it was a special kick. It was a special kick. It really, a very Levi. We haven't had a big Levi performance in that sense this year. No. Um, no. So it's good. It's so handsome, It's good though. to see the variant swing back the other way. Carlton, God, Carlton absolutely, Carlton some, absolutely uh, gibbed yeah. the Gold Coast in the oh, first there you go. Yeah. two-thirds of the match. And then halfway through the mm. third term, uh, mm. things just went. Very wrong. Suddenly, the <laughs> suddenly the Gold Coast decided, oh, maybe we should actually play football. Those those players that I was worried about last week, you know, um, Saad and um, mm. Hall and Ablett, um, all mm. started to suddenly just get the ball, mm. and they just had this ten minute. You know who? But, ten, but Sam, you know who didn't get the ball? Uh, Tom, Tom Lynch. Lynch. Tom Lynch had his soul stolen yeah. by Liam Jones. Yeah, Liam the Logo Jones. Logo Jones. Um, um, mm. Just abs- another, like, the ty- The question now isn't, is Liam Jones the best fullback in the competition? <laughs> it's, is sure. it, will he make the two-century <laughs> team of the AFL at fullback? <laughs> in mean, consecutive weeks, he's he has- put, he He's has, got he such has, a storied career he has, so He has far. shut down Jeremy Cameron and mm. Tom Lynch two mm. weeks, two mm. weeks in a row. Good job from the logo. Very, just a very, a very strange, I mean, again, quite a drunk game. Just a game quite that just went game. just completely yeah. off the rails at various points. Like, who, who thought that Carlton would be leading by 30 points at any point in this game? Clearly not Carlton, who went, oh, I feel a bit uncomfortable getting out to this kind of lead. <laughs> they, just, they decided to pack it in. <laughs> they, they were going to, yeah. like, on the trend that they were scoring, they were going to reach 100 points, and they do no, not know what to do if that happens. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like if you Google Google, right? <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's, you know, you were, they, were, they were getting very worried they were about to commit a divide by zero mm. error and yeah. score 100 points. <laughs> yeah. um, they, uh, the stabilizing point for them was the horrific injury to Michael Barlow and just tragic. Oh, God, that was, um, oh, that was hard to watch. Uh, the second time he has. My, so for those who, who didn't see it, first thing. Don't. don't. Second thing, um, Michael Barlow broke his leg um, down just above the ankle, um, same leg that he had previously broken in his career, um, and a broken leg, one of the uh, potentially the hardest injuries to to come back from. Um, it is harder than an ACL. Horrifying, really. Um, and, and- immediately went down and was um, was escorted off, and and hopefully we see him back out and playing. But um, well, it's it's what you see with. Like the, the hard thing for him is he is basically on a prove it contract at um, mm. Gold Coast. He was after in the return from his broken leg with Fremantle. He was not very good, um, mm. uh, and he's been he's been serviceable at the Gold Coast. He's been he's been okay, and he's um, sort of been he's he just doesn't mm. have the explosion um, that he used to. But he's a he's a useful midfielder 
type yeah. and you just and he was helping them get right back in the game yeah. you know he was he was up and about in that last quarter and then yeah to see that happen it really um and he's and he's 29 uh, was deflating mm. uh i mean he's had yeah. uh basically uh what will now end up being i think three and a half years of his seven year career lost to injury i mean he's played he's played 100 and something yeah. 100, 140 games almost um yeah. of afl football he's a he's a good player but um he's just one way you look at um what he could have been and and just wonder um but after that after that break he had Colton kicked three goals to to one you had you had and, you had um, son of son of silvani um mm. uh goaling gibbs goaling and just it just uh yeah it just it just got it Colton just managed to get actually somehow take a game away in a pressure moment it was a really which was a really yeah. really pleasing thing for the for that young list to yeah, see. particularly for the younger players sam i've got a stat line for you yeah i like stat oh, lines I Okay, players. Can you please name players in AFL who have at least forty touches, ten tackles, and two goals in a game? Uh, Dane Swan. Nope. Gary Ablett Jr. Nope. Not because like, the tackles will be doing them in, won't it? Mm. Um. Yeah, the list contains one name. Oh, it's, it's Bryce, Bryce Gibbs. Gibbs. <laughs> um, yeah, it is Bryce Gibbs. Um, the Gibbonaut was it, like yes, it was. It's weird because in the first, it, it, he didn't notice his presence as much in the first half of the game, and then suddenly in the last quarter, oh, it was, I watched this yeah. whole game. I watched this whole game and looked at the stats at the end <laughs> and went, "Wait, what? Gibbs had forty three touches. Like he just, he just just rack it up the cheapies." And a Brendan Bolton special: thirty one kicks and and twelve hand passes. Oh, um, yeah, Bolter is very happy with the Gibbs. Um, uh, a casual uh, 194 dream team points if you play, for Bryce Gibbs. If you Gibbs. played Bryce Gibbs this week, you won. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, well unless done. you played Tom you, Lynch in your um, forward line, in which case you failed to realise that he was just going to be absorbed into the logo's presence. <laughs> yeah. But also, um, of note, Sam Doherty um, running off halfback. Well, uh, see, huge this is the thing. It's, I think at some point they're going to have to outlaw him bringing his own ball onto the field. <laughs> the AFL has to act. You know, yeah, it's a Brady law, yeah, really, isn't it? Like you no longer, yeah, you just you just yeah, not like really. stop, uh, bringing out docketed balls onto the mm. field. Oh, oh god, yeah. But uh, again, and I just it never makes sense to me how. Well, I think what it says is that there is something very clever that's being done that I haven't been able to pick up on that Carlton are scheming him open, um, and mm. you know the fact that it showed the the strategic. Well, the, I mean, you, you, would, you would think that um, a coach of, of the experience of Rocket Aid would yeah. see what everybody else can see is going on, which is that uh, Carlton are zoning two defenders off the bat yep. and causing a forward press and getting the cheap kicks coming, coming out the back. And, and, refu- and refusing, they, and they refusing just seem- to let Gold Coast run with the ball. Like yeah, they weren't going to get they burnt again. They just seem powerless to, to stop it. It's a shocking loss um, for, for Gold Coast. Um, oh, you know, they, we... Look, I do remember, it's nice, it's nice to think that the tables might be turned for Carlton, where previously um, a loss to the Gold Coast <laughs> um, ended the career of uh, one Brett Ratton. Uh, um, it's going to come close. That, that's going to be one when, in the end of your review, mm-hmm. the, the Gold Coast Suns look at it and just say, we just had that match upside down and back to front. Oh, and I yeah. just want to quickly comment on uh, Daisy Thomas should not be playing football next week. Uh, no, he should that not. That is a very no. weird... Um, this, is, this is where, we, you know, I broke out the, the match review panel things um, previously where all that saved him here is the idea of intent. Mm. Um, 
Mm. And but it's very hard for me to believe that a player shouldn't be punished for for not picking up the ball and then running into another player. Mm. Um, yeah, that's just just where that yeah. occurs. It's just very hard to see how that couldn't have been when when you see it happening at full speed. It just mm. he just didn't he didn't bend down far enough to pick up the ball because he saw the guy coming the other way. And then if Daisy Thomas wasn't playing next week, then that would be good because I hate seeing Daisy Thomas in a Carlton uniform. Just to 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 cap things off for Carlton. Um, Patrick Cripps can't be stopped. Um, he just moves very slowly. It's sort of just this long yeah. sort of. You watch him sort of, ar- but he does have that. He does have that kind of Pendlebury sense about him. Yeah, right? where it just looks like everything takes him a long time. Yeah, and yet no one seems to be able to do anything about it. Well, and at um, times it's like was- LeBron James as well, though. In some ways, and there's just this mm. enormous physical specimen that people sort of just bounce off. Um, yeah, Ahmad Saad like, tried to tackle oh. him at one point, and it just did not go very well for him. Cripper is a big unit. Yes, no, he had a great game. Sam, I'll tell you who did not have a great game. The uh, the crowd, who I would note um, would be about five people. Um, it was more than five. Uh, and also... Um, it was a good rugby league crowd. Certain, the rowdy Carlton fans at the ground may have started singing the club song a minute 30 before the game That finished. is just, I, those people are just <laughs> wildly reckless. <laughs> like, you're up by 10 points. Well, or I think they're up, 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 up by 16. Yeah, up by 16. So they're 16. home, yeah. but... Yeah. And you're rubbing in the face of Gold Coast as well. Like, yeah. come on. That's just rude. I mean, there's probably not much else to no, do. No, that's true. Gold Coast other than rub your face in something. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah. Let's move on. Uh, and that's something mm. that I just want to discuss uh, on the podcast every week, um, seeing as how things are going. And Chris, uh, how did Hawthorne lose this week? Uh, Hawthorne lost this week by, um, well, one, the, the perennial uh, fact of losing is that they still have Tyrone Vickery on their Wasn't list. De- still uh, not delisted? Just, still not delisted. No, no. Mm, they delisted his hair a few weeks back. Um, do they have, um, do they have their first round draft pick so... back? No. No. Um, um, they lost this week because St Kilda won, right? Yep. So St Kilda have improved their position um, on the ladder while still maintaining uh, the number two draft pick. People like Brisbane are looking good, but not good enough to clear mm. out of the way to, to let yep. St Kilda take that. Um, mm. uh, Which is uh, frankly rude, you'd suggest. The news that's a little bit old, but there's a lot of votes of confidence coming out for Jager O'Meara. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not too many votes of confidence in his knee though. No. Um, it, no. So uh, for those who don't follow the vagaries of um, the trading season, uh, Jager O'Meara, um, the player who was traded to Hawthorne from the Gold Coast. Former Suns, number one overall. Um, who had, yeah. Had not played a game for two years. Um, when he was traded due to a bad knee um, and is the player for which the number one draft or the, the first round draft pick of Hawthorne's next draft is going to St Kilda. Um, due, to, due to some very delightful complexities it, about balancing out. Yeah, the, I don't know how it's, these it's get, work, It's about getting yeah, the points a, to add up. <laughs> something like yeah. that. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, he has um, not been able to recover um, from his knee injury. Um, which he sustained earlier this season, I think round eight, maybe round, yeah. round six, something like that. 
um, to the extent where the coach is now saying that they're unable to put a full load on it um, and have Jager recover properly. So um, that just sounds. I very think it's a longer term. Yeah, it sounds really bad. Now there are um, players who have had repeated injuries and come back and been um, quite strong. Um, Dan Menzel is probably the one that springs to mind for me, who who did have four ACLs uh, and uh, before turning into um, quite a good player for for Geelong. Um, yeah, but it's just whether Hawthorne have the time to sink that into well, into Jake. And is is Dan Menzel the quality of player that? to pay the price that Hawthorne did to get him? And the answer is no. no. Yeah, that's the... Um, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's certainly go, it certainly bears watching, but the, the votes of confidence for me are reminiscent of um, Daisy Thomas's ankles, as everyone mm-hmm. just sort of came out and said, no, he's working really hard to come back. You know, we're, we're sure to be fine. Daisy Thomas has never been able to fully play, um, yeah. and he's never really recovered, and he's been... Like, he's a, he is an AFL-quality football player and that he, he belongs in the league with his physical ability and skills. but. Uh, that is not. Who, He's not as good as he was. That is not the player when you had Gary Ablett and Jay Ramirez just from time to time when they could get on the field at the same time, just looking like little copycats of each other. With O'Meara just with mm. absolutely silky skills and tremendous awareness. Yeah, look. Hawth- yeah. So Hawthorne, Hawthorne definitely lost this week, and I look forward to them losing again next week um, mm. because they're playing Adelaide on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh... Look, I heard the I heard the 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 West Coast um, trip described as the toughest road trip in football. Um, you'd have to suggest that going to play Adelaide at the um, the Coliseum um, is probably one of the tougher ones now. Oh, uh, going to see Port's so, pretty hard. Luck. You might see Koshy, <sighs> and no one no one would enjoy that. I don't think. Chris, you wanted to have a quick chat about the split round, uh, or in particular, yeah. or it, are you talking really about the buy? Because I'm not consuming the same content as you are because I'm not, you know, reading other people's newspapers on the train. Um. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, there's been a lot of um, snide commentary about the buy um, this week and the, the number of buy rounds. Um, and I've just been a little bit, um, I guess, put out by it, you'd suggest. Yeah. Um, Look, my, my, my sympathy of- for it is, why is that? Why are the Thursday night games being put on when there aren't when there's only six matches? Um, yeah, it just makes it. Yeah, that's a bit. Odd. It just means like Sunday having one game to watch, and I realise that they've been trying to schedule um, uh, on either Sunday or then Queen's birthday last week. Um, mm-hmm. They've been trying to schedule some games that might be appealing. Um, you know, in theory, Fremantle Collingwood was going to be a good game. It it didn't turn out that way. It, it's just very hard on a Sunday to, to only have, like, wouldn't you much rather the one ten than the 3.30 rather than the 8.10 p.m. Thursday night game? I, just, it's, yeah. I mean, ratings. The answer, the answer is ratings. Um, mm. um, and, it's always ratings. And I support keeping the bye because there's no way that playing, I mean, we've just discussed that we would be immediately try and flee an AFL field if we found ourselves <laughs> on it. Um, uh, yeah. So Yeah, it's good. Look, not a problem, though, for next week. Um, the other thing that's going on at the moment is there's a lot of talk in the AFL about runners and yeah, runners. No, I like a good runners runner. on the field. I like runners as well. I've been I've had my yeah. eyes um, uh, very firmly on a pair of uh, Nike Metcon threes. I've been doing a lot of metabolic training yeah. lately. Um, and yeah, for me the added the Adidas Overkill EQTs uh, at the moment. Very nice. Pretty nice. Um, to mm. celebrate the Golden State Warriors Championship, um, because mm. I, listeners, it's very important to be clear that 
I go for the world's worst sports franchises in the sense that they they are all just big championship winners. Are uh, the New England Patriots, the Golden? They State just buy Warriors, players, Sam, let's and be the Cotton Blues. You they go just, for teams just, who buy <laughs> players. That's great. That's really. It's important to have a brand, and mine is just being the worst possible sports fan. Um, uh, but a pair of KD tens mm. uh, recently released. Um, but the other thing that you want to have a chat about, really, when you're talking runners on the field, is uh, why aren't why do players get to choose their own boots? You know that is yeah. I have found it incredibly. You don't odd. choose it your jersey. You don't choose. You don't choose, you don't choose the football. You don't choose the football. No. You don't choose the grass. Choose the grass. You don't choose anything else that you. This is the yeah. In a competition which is meant to be equal, Sam, you would suspect that um, allowing players to select their own boots uh is a is a huge problem it creates a real potential for competitive disadvantage mm. you know if if mm. if you, the know, shoes... you reckon collingwood are getting collingwood are getting some gourmet football boots right they're getting some heat molded soles yeah. they're just getting them they are yeah. going to fit perfectly around you know yeah why haven't i seen dane swan popping up in like instagram ads for uh, molded shoes. He appears to just dominate my Instagram feed otherwise in various kinds of advertising. The latest thing is fly to New York with Dane Swan. No, thank you. I can actually think of nothing. Actually, there are. There are definitely like, do, yeah. But, but the, mm, it, there are people I, there are people I would rather spend a 20 hour trip with, though. It doesn't get, it's not, I've never thought. Do you just fly there with him? That'd be great. Do you, like, Imagine if it's just Dane Swan plane buddy. He just hangs out next to you and just you just talk footy for 20 hours. Actually, I reckon Dane Swan would not be a bad plane buddy, but I don't want to be spending... Work. I reckon it's headphones on. He puts, he puts on a big, shiny pair of Beats headphones, kicks, mm. kicks that seat back because he is a big dude, and then goes to sleep, and then you're, you're just trapped inside the aisle. You're, <laughs> you're three deep on the window, unable to escape. <laughs> and, yeah, Swanee's immovable. Swanee is immovable. Um, like, you can't... Like, can, yeah. I think it like a professional sports person would be one of the hardest people just to try and displace out of your car. Like if there's just someone mm. in the passenger seat refusing to leave, very hard to get someone out from that yeah. position. I have never, I would never be able to move Dane Swan somewhere where he didn't want to go without a weapon. Mm. And even then, yeah. I'm not confident. Yeah. Look, I would say that of the ads which are appearing on the Instagram feed, um, there is one which is incredibly niche, uh, and it does come by way of Mogs Creek. Um, Patrick Dangerfield. I don't get any Dangerfield ads. No, no. Over the past six months, I've been working with North Bank Boats, designing a new <laughs> boat series. Get that endorsement money, Patty. Is, yeah, the brief is simple. The HSV of the sea. Yeah. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, Patty. Yeah. Yep, yeah, um, they do come with a Danger Pro Series decal on them, and um, as far as I can tell, if you are Patrick Dangerfield, you can stand in one. So there you go, uh, proof. But Patrick Dangerfield can stand in a boat. The only thing that I think the solution to all of this sort of uh, runners on the field controversy is uh, Converse, just for everyone. Oh yeah, just flat footed, just yeah. players just yakety saxing it up, just slipping over the whole time. Mm. No studs. Mm. I like it. Absolutely not. Just yeah, go back to the original basketball. Yeah, shoot. go back to the original basketball shoe to play football in. Mm. Um, and that's all of our opinions on. Would you get Would you get wellies if it was really wet? No, you get swamp foot. Mm. That's it. <laughs> trench foot. Oh, trench, trench foot. foot. <laughs> uh, 
Chris, do you, do you have? Right, do you, let's look you, forward to next. Do you week. have any other opinions about runners on the field? No, no. me either. Um, no. <laughs> uh, the week ahead. Uh, what are you looking forward week to? Ahead. What's your, what's your what shapes up as your match of the round? Oh, Brisbane versus uh, GWS at the Gabba. at the Lions Fortress. Got to be yeah. running out of Brian. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, I mean, if only because we've got to follow um, really what happens to the remainders of GWS um, uh, as they they flow through. Um, I also think uh, Western Bulldogs against North at Etihad. Um, it's a game with a lot be... of importance. You've, uh, you've again chosen wrong, though. I guess mm. try again. Uh, <laughs> it's Sam, is it Richmond versus Correct. Carlton at the MCG? Correct. <laughs> right. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that Jack Rewalt can survive the logo. No. <laughs> no, but can can you know? It's two teams. It's Carlton's, two teams who Carlton's haven't scored above ninety line. points in. It feels like forever. <laughs> Just it's going to be like sixty-five, fifty-eight. Yeah, yeah. Can an A-grade midfield with a pretty good attack and a very good defence beat an A-grade midfield with a very bad attack and a very good defence? Um, yeah, I think this. The questions will be the asked. The questions will be asked. The question will likely not be answered. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just having a quick scroll through here. Oh no, the Tigers, the Tigers put up 119 on Brisbane. Um, yeah. You know who else? Oh, they, and they put up, they, they put up 130 on us. Kicked, in the first they put round. up 132. <laughs> yeah, we've seen this match before. <laughs> yeah, we have. Yeah, but don't give a ploughman yeah. was is playing much better than he was. Um, yeah, and also Weedering's um, now in he's the, now playing. Uh, now that's true in the back line the, where he should be. We had the, and Liam and Liam and the logo Jones yeah. is back out there. Um, so yeah, look, it's a, we're a yeah. different squad with the logo. Um, I agree. I actually agree. So my my pick for Saturday is. Um, Brisbane GWS, um, it's an because GWS at this point now are at a really finely balanced point where this game suddenly mm. becomes a question with the way Brisbane played mm-hmm. in Port for half the match. Um, mm. If the GWS that was the one that came out against and the way Carlton, that and the way that Brisbane played the week before, yeah, in, at home um, against Freo, at there home, is there is I mean that probably yeah. means they're going to get blown out by hundred, yeah, but it, it bears it bears watching. Um, yeah. uh, it bears watching. Brisbane Bears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, and then otherwise, uh, in terms of a, a, a bottom four match, um, St Kilda Gold Coast. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Um, I expect Gold Coast to get pretty well towed here, but I could be wrong. You kind of feel like if um, I feel like they're in for a talent. They're they at did, the point they now did where beat St Kilda by forty points last year. Yeah, but uh, look, Montagna's back. Rewald's back. Um, they're, they've looks like their um, forward line is functioning properly again. So you would think that on the the cruisy decks of Etihad Stadium, that St Kilda should uh, should come away with that one. But yeah, it could be close. Uh, definitely bears. Definitely bears watching. Your your Geelong Cats playing at the cigar shaped stadium. How many matches they are allowed to have at Simons a year? Simmons. Uh, I think it's seven at the moment. Could be six. Jeez, and they that's, want, that's, they a, want that's a more. terrible um, change for Port for Fremantle. That's a very different ground. But they Fremantle actually play well at Simmons because oh, the dimensions true. are yeah. relatively similar to Subi. Well, the um, sort of and they did tell us in um, the twenty thirteen. 
I think the, 2013. Yeah. They, they won the, the qualifying final there. That was very good, actually. Not mm. my favourite finals victory against Geelong. Um, that was the 2008 mm. grand final. Um, yeah, 2008 degrees of separation continues. Not your finest so word. I, well, I hadn't, I hadn't planned under it. The wire. I hadn't planned it, and mm. I just felt I felt it, I felt a movement in the force. And um, <laughs> um, well, that's been. Uh, I think that's it for us this week, listeners. Chris, is there anything else you want to discuss? Yeah. No, I'm all good. I think I've, um, I'm feeling positive in it's, spite of Geelong's it's loss. It's such a good um, season uh, of was a great, Yeah. Oh, drunk is the word. Drunk like an angry cassowary. <laughs> it's just, it's, um, there's like anything, like in the matches, I look at this next week, just anything could happen. Sydney Essendon. Anything, anything could happen. Collingwood Port um, could be like anything. that's, that's port, anything. But that's like two hateful sides. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, but like it, it's it just it, like if Collingwood give it up, then that's it for them. Um, we're getting mm. down to the pointy end of an extremely exciting season. Uh, we hope you continue to join us. Listeners, I forgot to mention at the start of the show, um, like us on, follow, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Chris and I were going wild on Twitter over the weekend. Um, <laughs> uh, at the footy seller, a lot of memes, a lot of very custom, meme, custom memes. memes for football yeah. teams. Twitter.com slash the footy seller. Uh, and if you're liking what we're doing, um, Make sure to subscribe on iTunes so you get an episode uh, when we put it out. It might even be on Saturday. Mm. Um, uh, oh, we'll try yeah. and get it. We'll try and get to it early this week. But um, fitting this in around our fairly hectic lives is always a challenge. But we mm. appreciate you listening and uh, hope to see you next week. Bye. Yep. Yeah. Bye.